Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. And by the way, it's Christmas. Almost. Almost Christmas. Like, this will be the episode that we will that you will hear before Christmas, and then the next episode will be the next Monday. Before New Year's, we'll, so we'll say Happy New Year's on the next episode, right? Is that how it works? <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Today is actually happy birthday to our son. Who, who is? 16. Oh my gosh, what in the world have so we So crazy. We He's became parents 16 years ago. Today. <laughs> after three torturous days of labor. Yeah. And, yeah. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty exciting. Are you so glad that he's here now and that he can drive? Some days. You won't even let him drive you anywhere. No. <laughs> I only let him drive me to swim practice, which happens to be at... You let him drive? One time. One time? When? Maybe twice. At 5 a.m., which, by the way, nobody's on the road at 5 a.m. So... So you felt safe? Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, at least he can't kill me or other people because nobody else is out. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. So this week, we wanted to talk about a very important question that lots of you women have, that lots of people have when it comes to pornography. It's actually a question that came up in one of Darcy's coaching sessions, right? Mm -hmm. And this question, I think, is really appropriate for anyone who's trying to understand what's going on in the mind of their husband and in their own life and in, in the you know, the broader reality of people using pornography. Yeah, and, and I think it will really help you understand why it is we say what we say once you hear what we're going to talk about. Sweet. So why don't you ask the question since it was your question? Okay. So why would my husband look at pornography if I'm right here and he could just look at me? That was the question. Now what's the answer? I'm 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 waiting. waiting for me to I'm answer? waiting for you to answer this question. I think it's going to be a great answer. I'm I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. So after this session, Zach and I had a great conversation. We were driving in the car, which we've been doing a lot of lately. It feels like with oh Christmas gosh, shopping Christmas and shopping. going to my parents to wrap Christmas presents, um, and all of that. The fun that comes with preparing for Christmas when there's ten, 10 people, people in your family. That's what we do. There's so many of us. <laughs> In fact, we're recording this during the day, which we don't usually do, so you can hear my children. Probably. Probably hear. You can probably hear things banging around out there. So we apologize. Sorry. That's life. <laughs> Anyways, real life. We're getting real today on the Self Mastery Podcast. One of the things that we talked about is how, when we think about that, like, why would my husband look at pornography if I'm here? Just that question alone makes me think that or that we think, right, women, think that pornography still has something to do with us. And also that somehow we have a way of controlling our husband's pornography viewing. Yeah, so I think that last part in particular, you know, it's, well, I'm here so he can just look at me. 
isn't really true if you are being your own whole self. And because what happens is if you think, well, if he can, you know, and this happened in our marriage, right? Where it was like, well, if you want to look at pornography, just call me and I will be your stand-in for that, right? Which as as a man, I don't want you to be, you know, a stand-in for pornography. I want you to be my wife. I want you to be intimate with me in real and true intimate ways. Well, and that's that's just it. Like pornography is not any bit of intimacy, exactly. right? Like when you're with your spouse, there's intimacy and connection. At least that's the goal, right? Like should be. And I would think. And and that's we, my goal. Yeah, and we don't want our husbands to be objectifying us no. or to be using us to escape their their reality, their escape emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what this question essentially infers, right? If, if my husband's struggling, like why wouldn't he come and use me a real human to feel better? Yeah, and I think use is the operative word there. At some point it becomes not about a person and intimacy, it becomes about how do I deal with my own feelings and how do I stop feeling the way that I feel? And pornography is one way that that works for people, one way that people use to escape their feelings, but it does not, it, it, it's a false equivalency. When we think that we somehow can be a stand-in for pornography, we're thinking that like sex is the reason why they turn to pornography or... Uh, because we're not good enough is why they turn to pornography or all the all the reasons why we think it is. But the reality is, is that they're turning to pornography because they choose to use that as a way of dealing with their lives. Right. So the and this is the same thing that we, we see with food. Right. If you are someone who eats when you're stressed or lonely or sad or whatever, that that when your spouse eats, that you know, when they are feeling their, not feeling their feelings, when they're trying to avoid their feelings, that that's about you. And it's not. It's never about you when someone's buffering with food or pornography or video games. It's really about them. This is a huge, huge issue for so many of us that we think that what our spouse does is about us. It does impact us, and I don't want to diminish that. I don't want to minimize that at all because it does impact us, but it's not about us. And once we can leave that be, then that gives us some space to understand what's going on for them and actually create a greater capacity for the intimacy that we all crave. When we think, why can't my husband just look at me? It, it truly is us thinking that we have some part in this behavior, right? That that it has something to do with sex and intimacy and connection when the reality is is that that is not what pornography viewing is. Yeah, pornor- viewing pornography is about escaping for, yeah. for the most part, right? right? Like when I work with men, I've yet to hear any of them go, well, my wife just doesn't give me enough sex, so I look at pornography. And the reality is, is if they did say that, that still has nothing to do with you, right? True. You can choose to not have sex with your husband, and you're still not making them look at pornography, right? Like They that, still have their agency yes, to choose pornography, yes. right, whether you uh, are intimate with them or not. Yeah. And, and I think that this kind of you know pushes out this, this boundary that some of us have that, that is, well, I'm not safe with you, and so we're not going to have uh, an intimate relationship. That's not really creating an intimate relationship. That's 
you know, a lot of times we hear people say, well, I'm, I just never feel safe with my husband because he's looked at pornography. And I find that to be very much a one-sided, you know, you have to make me feel good so that I can in turn make you feel good. That's not what we're trying to do. That's not, that's not the gift of intimacy. Intimacy is trusting and valuing your partner in a way that you choose to, you know, be close to them, trust them, and even in, enjoy intimate moments with them, whether they are, in fact, doing what you want them to do or not. We had this kind of really interesting conversation the other day. Do you remember this? Where, where you Refresh were like... Refresh my memory. <laughs> where you were like, hey, come upstairs. And I was like, no, I'm busy doing this. And then you came down and you were very upset. Yes. Yes, yes I do remember you this. You do remember this. And that was one of those kind of tiny moments where you were asking me to do what you wanted to do. And I was saying, I'm not going to do what it is that you want me to do because I want to do something else. And as, as people who are, you know, dealing with pornography in, in the relationships, people often feel like they can command their spouse to do what they want them to do. And that's not true. It's not the way to create the relationship that you want. I mean, I guess you can do that, but it's, what's going to end up happening is you're going to find that you can never feel good enough because they do what you tell them to do and they can never do enough. You know, that what they will find is that they can never do enough to help you feel good the way that you want to feel good. And so in, in that conversation that you and I had, I was like, listen, I love you and I want to help you, but I was busy doing something and I'm not necessarily at your beck and call, right? I wish you were sometimes. <laughs> you do wish I was. <laughs> Very frequently, I think. Especially when I'm trying to send out an email and I can't figure out how to do it. (laughs) Yes, but I did answer your questions, didn't I? Eventually. Yes, I did. Okay. So the point of that conversation is, you know, you have to begin to stand on your own two feet and say, okay, I'm here and I'm going to be 100% emotionally whole myself. And he's here and he needs to be 100% emotionally whole himself. And the question, you know, why would my husband look at pornography when he could just look at me is, is us trying to get into that I'm going to make him feel good so he doesn't turn to pornography kind of conversation. And that leads down a really unfortunate path, which is a loss of sexuality, a loss of your own ownership of your own sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. And how did that impact you? That was horrible. Because what happened? I did that for years where I tried to control your pornography use by being sexually available whenever you wanted it. And really, it just led to bitterness and resentment. And I'm sure if you've listened to our podcast long enough, you listened to our interview that we did with Amanda Lauder. And I go into great detail on that podcast. But yeah, it's but it's a bonus episode. I think one or two back. I think the thought if. My husband wants to look at pornography. Why doesn't he look at me? That's kind of like a, it's almost, it's one of those like tricky thoughts, right? Because on the one hand, we think like that it would be better if he looked at us, but we don't want our husbands to use us, right? We want to be cherished Mm -hmm. and adored and um, respected and Loved. loved. And I think if my husband was turning to me whenever he was upset for sex, I would catch on to that pretty quickly, and that wouldn't fly. That would not make me feel loved and adored and loved cherished. Loved and adored and cherished. Those, and I, yeah. those, those would not be the thoughts that would be coming up in my head. The thoughts that really would be coming up in my head is he's using me. 
Yeah, which, I mean, that becomes you're objectified, right? Then, yeah. Then all of a sudden you're not a person, you're an object, and you are at my behest, right? Yeah, and, and, and really the, the, the truth is is that when I'm, like, buffering with shopping, which I do that more around Christmas time. And she and, sure does. And during the winter <laughs> when I don't really feel as good as I normally feel because mm. there's no sun here. Right. I could not go to Zach and be like, help me. Help me buy this stuff. Yeah, like it. W- it wouldn't work. It wouldn't do the same, right? It. 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 It, it just isn't. I. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But no, I think I get what you're saying. It doesn't going. replace. It, it doesn't give you that dopamine hit like you're expecting. Yeah, and and I think that this comes from a good place, right? The question that she's asking is, you know, why would my husband look at pornography when he could just look at me? I think it comes from a good place of, you know, if he's having a struggle, why doesn't he connect with me? And that is a really good question, and I, but I don't think that we understand it. You know, th- these are really two separate realities. On the one hand, there's you know the question is why would my husband look at pornography when he could look at me? That to me comes from a place of I want to replace this behavior at all cost. Mm-hmm. Where the other question is, you know, if my husband is struggling, how can I create a greater intimacy with him so that he is willing to come to me in those times of struggle? That is a very different, very much more costly exchange, right? You're you're not just going to be like, okay, well, you had an orgasm, so you're fine now, right? That's not it. And and this is this is the real true cost of that, right? It is, you have to be willing to meet them where they are and accept them where they are and accept what is going on for them and not, you know, put down what it is that they are struggling with and really be willing to open your mind and open your heart and be willing to hear what it is that's going on for them. This is, this is a really hard thing. Like, it, it seems like, oh, it's so easy. I really want my husband to come to me every time he's struggling, right? Yeah. Like, of course, that's what I want. But the truth is, is that it's really hard when your spouse comes to you constantly every time they're struggling, whether it is that they're struggling with pornography, right? Because if they're like, I'm struggling, I I want to go look at pornography, I have this urge, whatever. Like, although that's great, you still have to be able to manage your mind around them sharing with you, right? And so for some people, they're not in a place where they can truly deal with their husbands actually coming to them and saying that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just where you are on this journey. In the in the early years of when Zach would come to me and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm struggling. I really want to go look at pornography. I I would struggle a lot. Like well, I you would, feel like it's your job to create a solution. Yeah. I would start to how can I solve this problem? Right. But as we know, women don't want solutions when they come to their husbands with problems, right? Correct. And men also don't necessarily want you to solve this problem for them. They want you to connect. Yeah. I think men and women are a lot more alike than we give credit for, and this is one of those places where you can start to begin to peel back the the issue and understand that it's... I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, YouTube video where there's a lady with a nail in her head, and she's talking to her husband, and she's complaining about the whole thing. And she doesn't want him to fix the nail in her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants him to listen and be intimate with her and understand what's going on for her. And that I think is the same thing that men want when they come to you about pornography. It's not about, 
the arousal and it's not about the images themselves it's and it's not about the orgasm or getting off or whatever however you want to call it right it's about saying oh what's actually going on for you are you are you willing to share with me what you're feeling right now and that will create the space that i think you'll want and and i think that's one of the things that we've done and i know that's one thing that you have worked very hard to do is being available to me emotionally and not being like, well, you're a man, just suck it up. Right. Well, yeah. And, and I think really, truly just being able to listen to your experience and validate it and, and love you and not make it mean anything more than that. Right. In the early days, I seriously would, if he were to like tell me, Hey, I'm struggling. I really want to look at pornography. It would really create almost like a PTSD feeling in my body you know like I would my heart would race I would get kind of flustered I would my mind would start racing you know like about, how can I how can I head this off before it becomes a problem yes and where as I started growing and learning and we started being more open and sharing between the two of us it became more like okay well what are you going to do about it right? It wasn't me trying to fix it. It was, what do you want to do about this? How are you being a whole person and dealing with your emotions and managing it? And how am I, you know, and from your perspective, how am I allowing that to occur, even though I'm a little bit afraid of what might occur? I had to learn that I did not have the ability to change the outcome. Zach was going to choose what he was going to choose. And that all I could do was love and support him and listen and do my best to understand, do my best to not make it mean anything that was going to happen, right? I am not a fortune teller. And just because Zach shares something with me doesn't mean that I automatically know the outcome of of that feeling that he's having. Or that I'm going to look at pornography or that anything's going to happen, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's possible, but it's not necessarily a, a foregone conclusion. I think that's really important. So for any of those women who are thinking, well, you know, how do I change my mindset around this? How do I go from thinking, I just need to be sexually available so that my husband can get what he quote unquote needs in the moment so that he doesn't turn to pornography? How do we shift from that sort of a mindset, which I think is a mindset that we, you know, many of us learned growing up to a mindset that is, more healthy, more whole, more the person that they want to be and help and still help their husband. As we begin to really work on ourselves and work on our our own identity, our own beliefs about who we are and who our spouses are and also what pornography really is about, I think it becomes a lot easier to deal with pornography in your marriage, right? Oh like, yeah, for sure. The more understanding you can have, the more, I feel like, compassion and love. And space. And space for your spouse to to deal with their own struggles. It, it creates a place where I believe true intimacy and connection can happen. And, and that growth that you're looking for. The, yeah. The growth and the love that you really want. And not just, you know, you have to behave this way and I have to behave that way because those are the rules. I was listening to a podcast uh, by Jennifer Finlayson Fife the other day, and she made a comment that said, if you cannot choose not to do something, then you also can't choose to do something. And I think oftentimes when we're trying to use pornography to control 
our spouse's pornography use, we no longer are choosing what we want. We are making a choice in order to try and control an outcome. And when we do that, it's really hard to then choose to actually be intimate with our spouse. And be the person you want to be and have that relationship that you actually want. Yeah. And I think this goes back to the heart of the question, which was, you know, if my husband could just use me instead of pornography, then wouldn't that be better? And the answer to that is no. Yep. And the bottom line is no. And this is really, I think, one of those fundamental questions that we all struggle with is how can I help my spouse without necessarily telling my spouse how to behave? How can I help my spouse without being their mom or their dad? Because this is a two-way street. And the, the short answer is you've got to become a whole person outside and independent of your spouse. And until you can do that and until you do do that, then you are going to continue to struggle with this intimacy and this relationship in a way that is, how can I make it so they behave so I feel better? Yeah, and and that is a huge component when a spouse is viewing pornography or has viewed pornography. It's really, really hard to realize that we are still in charge of how we feel and how we show up in the world. Now, again, that doesn't mean that we don't impact each other. Yeah. And it doesn't give anybody an excuse to look at pornography. But, you know, coming from just this simple assumption that your husband, if he believes in the principles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he has said to you that he doesn't want to be viewing pornography on a regular basis, then just coming from the simple perspective that he's trying his best is going to allow you a little more space to, you know, really let him you know, mess up and do what he needs to do to figure this out and work with somebody. And if you want to work with somebody, I mean, we'd love to help you. We have the membership that's now open. We have founder pricing, so you can come. You can be a part of our membership until the beginning of the year. So the membership starts in January, and until the beginning of the year, we've got this founder pricing discount that's available, and that's you and your spouse, right? So any any couple can come. Uh, we have all kinds of resources to have that conversation. But if you can allow them to work through that process without making it mean anything about you, then that's going to give you the most freedom to be the most intimate, I think. For sure. Yeah. And I just always like to try and relate it to something that the wife can understand. And I just think when we're struggling in our lives with with any number of of things that we struggle with, our husbands cannot fix all of our problems. And nor, I th- nor do we want to. Yeah, and I think that that is, is really an important reminder that just like our husbands can't fix all of our problems, we can't fix all of their problems. Yeah, and I think that goes to the heart of you know one of the things that you and I have talked about pretty regularly, not, not on the podcast, but pretty regularly between ourselves, which is letting go of the narrative where... I'm the hero and you're the damsel in distress at all times. Like just letting go of that idea that I'm here to make your life easy and you're here to, you know, meet all of my sexual desires, right? That's not a true story. And that is one of those stories that we've all been fed our whole lives. Dang Disney Plus. Stupid Disney. Don't Disney, don't be mad. <laughs> we, we love you. It's, we we love Disney Plus. <laughs> 
I just got finished watching The Mandalorian, so it's and it's over. And if you have not watched it, you're gonna hate the ending. <laughs> I hated it anyway. Um, I oh, think sorry. That, and so th- this this is really the bottom line, right? Letting go of those old ideas and saying. I'm not worried so much about whether or not you're my knight in shining armor. And for the husband, you know, believing that, hey, no, it's actually my job to meet my own needs uh, mentally and emotionally so that I can come to my relationship whole, you know, that goes to the heart of this question, you know, because on the woman's side, it's how, how come he doesn't just, you know, look to me for sex rather than going to, to the internet. And for the husband, it's how come, you know, she can't fulfill all of my emotional needs, right? And, and that's a two-way street, and you got to both come to it with a very specific understanding that, oh, I actually have to be a whole person all on my own. I can't rely on them to be that whole person for me. Amen. Preach on. Preach on, brother. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys. This has been an awesome, awesome week. We'd I'm love for you to come join us in the self-mastery membership. Yeah, please do. In fact... We know that there are a lot of you out there listening. A lot of you. And you haven't signed up yet. And so. we're worried about you. We've been thinking about you a lot. And we love you guys. And we, we, we put this together because we thought, how can we make it accessible to everybody? How can yeah. we make it so that so many people can have this information, have this work, and you know, get the coaching that they want and need in their lives and not have to pay an arm and a leg? And we realize that there's that big underlying like, but if it is a self-mastery membership and there are other people in this, they're going to know that I have a porn problem. And the reality is that you don't ever even have to come on to be coached, right? So you can just listen to other people get coached and uh, download the worksheets and the videos and and listen to other people's experience. Because, because there's value in hearing other people get coached. Huge, huge amount of value. I have been in Jody's program for four years, and I'll be honest, I've never gotten coached, and I have learned so much. You've been so coached much. by Jody. Just at her... At Be Bold Masters. Yeah, but not But not through live on her, the camera. Yeah, not through yeah. her... So you can program. come on, or you can be a, you can come on and listen and not ever say anything, or you can come on and you can actually be anonymous. Yeah, you can. We'll have it fun. so you can change your name to Bob, or I would like all of you to change your name to Bob, oh, and <laughs> and also you can keep your camera off, so no one would know it was you unless somebody knew your voice so well that they could they tell, tell it was you. But that's let's be honest. Point, I don't think that that's that's the reality of of life. Awesome. Hey, guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Merry and Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, we're excited for this this beautiful uh, Mastery Monday that you guys are going to listen to right now, but or that you just listened to. The best gift you can give yourself this year is the Self-Mastery membership. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited about it. We're, we're excited to have you guys and give you guys something that I think is, is going to change lives. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then.
Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.